You're on. Welcome to the Dipshit Files, episode 81. I'm Mr. Scriptkeeper. And I'm Mrs. Scriptkeeper. And happy All Saints Day. Yeah, happy Day of the Dead, y'all. Day of the Dead. To all of you <laughs> scat popes out there. Yes. And scat saints of the future, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck those are, right? What are we doing? Today we have listener submitted spooky stories. Yes. That was for the contest, right? We have a contest, yes. We'll talk more about that on the other side of these stories. Let's just get right to the open in the file. These are the submissions. Yes. Yeah. So this contest was called Spooky Zachtober Story Contest. Yes, Brought yes. to you by Don the Shitbox Wizard mm-hmm. and Carissa Millis, too. Yeah, she yeah. was part of this, too. Made that group. Yeah, so the, with, these are listener-submitted stories. Thank you. They are unedited. These are in the listener's own words. Mm-hmm. And they will be judged on the back end by three of our, uh, some of our favorite people. Yeah, Trusted Turd Herders Extreme. Yes, yep. we've got PJ, Yay. Paul from Poe. I almost fell over. I and Eason. Yeah, so they're going to judge the scariest or the spookiest story, and there's mm-hmm. there's prizes involved there. Yeah. But I would love to hear, once you guys hear these stories, I want to hear your opinions. I want to know which one's your favorite. Mm, what did think, you like about these? I think the winner of this might get one of the Barfield toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's find out. Let's hear the first one, shall we? All right. Are you ready? Yep. All right. And now it's time for our first listener-submitted scary story. Our first story is titled The Franklin Horror House. This story is from my family history and takes place between the 1960s and the 1970s. But the story itself is older than just my family. Nice. We are but a mere speck on its timeline. Hmm. The town in question is that of Franklin, Georgia. It was established in 1770, but wasn't really a county until 1831. This area of Georgia was Creek Territory, up to my hometown in Fayetteville. There's so much history with the Creek Native Americans and the land homes now reside on, but for this story, we're going to focus on a point at the beginning of the 1970s, a time of free love, joy, Copious amounts of LSD, music that would reverberate for generations to come. In the midst of this peace-loving time and sexual revolution, we had the Korean War going on full force. Mm. A lot of tension in the air between families, loved ones, and friends across the world. Everyone had an axe to grind and a target to throw it at. But at at the heart of this tension, you had simple families just like mine. Lots of farmers, lots of travelers in my family. We've always lived a life of simplicity, from the land we come and back to the earth we go. Of course, though, I am from the South, which comes with a heavy belief in the Bible, or otherwise known as Sky Daddy. He just went out for a smoke. Our family was raised and built on this belief, but what happens when everything challenges those very beliefs? Oh, just paradigm shifts. What happens... When your faith is tested. Blasphemy. What happens when you call out for the Lord and you're met with silence in your darkest hour? Well, shit. It happens every day. (laughs) The year was 1975. My mom, a strong-willed and opinionated woman, was even more so as a child. 
Testing people's patience and not taking shit on the schoolyard. Even punching a kid so hard in the nose, he switched schools just for pushing her friend on the ground. Growing up in the woods of Georgia, she quickly learned how to steal herself and become what the moment needed her to be. I confess, this is where I get that specific trait from. I think that is a very important note, not only to her character, but the fear she still holds for such places of pure evil and the destruction that follows. The community was filled with mild-mannered people who minded their business but always kept up with their neighbors. Sharing food and drink, these neighbors would soon come to realize their perfect town was more than that. Poltergeist Plaza. My family house, built in the early 1800s, was the first funeral home in Franklin. Even more, it was also a Civil War hospital that even had a tank specifically for collecting the blood from the bodies. Over the years, there were many add-ons to the house, as is with any old home. One thing that wouldn't be realized, though, is that spirits might not understand when there is a new doorway, hallway, or even a kitchen that was put in after the fact. Houses back then were built with airflow in mind, which was your AC. Mm. We often take these modern commodities for granted, such as being offended you have to wait for an hour for your AC to be fixed. But in those times, the hallway was the coolest place to be, literally. Mm. With the sweltering heat and humidity of Georgia, you'd often find yourself standing in a hallway to feel the cool breeze blowing through the spine of the house. My mother would often ask herself while standing in this hallway, quote, was that a cool breeze? Or was there a shift in the air because of something that couldn't be described, end quote. At this moment, she could sense a presence standing in the doorway. Mm. Out of her periphery, she could see a figure standing there, almost looking confused, not knowing which way to move next. Turning her head to look out of sheer panic, the apparition vanished before their eyes met. This wouldn't be the last time apparitions were seen roaming the halls, trying to cross into a room that is no longer there. One thing to note about this specific hallway is that it was the hallway that flowed the smell out of the embalming room out of the house when it was first built. But Mm. at this point in time, there was a kitchen uh, where the original back door stood. Embalming fluid is a good seasoning. (laughs) Ghosts not being able to understand a simple floor plan aside, having these apparitions was a daily occurrence. On my mother's side of the family, there is 27 first cousins. Grandmama and granddaddy had seven children each of those kids having five ki- five kids themselves. On my father's side, my grandma is the sibling of 16 kids and my grandpa's family is equally as big. Wow. Especially being from Puerto Rico. Cool. Needless to say, we have a very large family. Grandmama was the meanest woman you ever did meet. She loved the fact granddaddy died in that house. Nanny, my mom's mom, was there to see his last breath. As he lay on the table, his skin fell and body sank. At this moment, Nanny can recall her mother saying, quote, well, now I can at least leave this damn house, end quote. <laughs> this wasn't the first house my family would be in that was haunted, nor would it be the last. The whole planet is haunted. Right. Every creature that's ever died is just roaming. <laughs> Nanny would be so afraid of this house, she wouldn't step foot in it after her mother died. She still has this horrible memories of that house. That to this day, she hasn't told my mother everything from her growing up. One memory of my mother's is that of them being in the driveway of the house while they're trying to sell it. 
Nanny wouldn't even get out of the car and made Granddaddy go check the house out. As Mom and Nanny were waiting in the car, my mother began to notice the increased manner in which Nanny became agitated. Hmm. This is the point Granddaddy came out of the house in a hurry, tripping down the stairs in a rush back to the car while Nanny was yelling, Please hurry! Mm -hmm. Something Nanny didn't tell anyone till years later was that she had seen a woman up in the window, the top window, wearing a blue gown, looking her dead in the eyes. I'll fuck with you. Granddaddy never told anyone why he rushed out of the house so quickly, but everyone who knew this house could only assume it had to do with a memory you held. Any shiver you've felt in the middle of the night while you're going to get a glass of water or the basement, uh, get to the top of the stairs of of a dark basement hallway, and you have that feeling in your gut to turn around, Mm -hmm. turn around. Nothing but a dark staircase behind you. Your heart is pumping harder than before, almost as if you could hear the blood rushing through every vein, the tingle of the hairs rising, and the feeling of something just there. You feel it in your soul and rush up those stairs a little faster. I'm very familiar with the way this feels. When we first moved into this house, side note, uh, I felt that in our very our basement. That's right on. I don't, I don't anymore because uh, I've actually made friends with the the individual who lives down there that we don't see yeah radon we need a radon detector (laughs) so you feel it in your soul and you're rushing up the stairs just to shut the door behind you in the knowing that there was in fact someone there uh, breathing on you a millisecond from grabbing you or pulling you to the abyss that is the fear of stepping into this house across my family Mm. and the understanding you might not step out of it again and your soul will be snatched to join the rest of the unrestful. That sounds like a fucking roller coaster. Right? Your soul, where the fuck does that go? <laughs> Just through the fucking ringer, through a black hole, it, a it, soul hole? It, it gets spaghettified. Yeah. It goes through a bottleneck and gets squeezed, extruded, if you will. That seems like something that would happen in this <laughs> universe. This universe right. is weird. <clears throat> Continuing with the story. A quick side note we have all had the experience of wetting the bed. Well, In their case, they had a glowing blue-eyed dog who would guide them to the bathroom so they didn't get beat for wetting the sheets. I know that may be harsh to hear, but that was the custom of the time. Hmm. Even I was subject to the occasional switch. Nanny had me pull from the yard myself, just like my mother before me. Just for a side note, Mm -hmm. I mean, I pissed the bed yesterday just to piss on it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm familiar with the. I have uh, bad role models. I'm familiar with the switch pulling. I learned the hard way when uh, your elder tells you to go get a switch. Mm. Uh, choose the largest log you can find. Don't pull the green, real thin one off the tree. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, no, no, it, it turns into a whip, especially yeah. when it's green. Mm. So, anyways, I recall. Moving on to the story here. Have you ever heard of the Top Herd Corridor? This is the spot of the Georgia-Alabama that covers multiple counties and isn't unlike the Bermuda Triangle. Mm. Multiple UFOs, or known now as UAPs, strange happenings and paranormal activities are rampant in this part of the South. Mr. Stretching from east to west for approximately 130 miles by 70 miles south to north, the corridor includes about 10 counties split between Georgia and Alabama. And has three cities that are completely populated with big feet. <laughs> For example, in Alexander City, a couple awoke to a terrifying shaking of their house in 1983. 
The inside of their house was lit up as bright as day. When the couple got up, the light and shaking stopped. So they waited till morning to check outside of their house. The next morning, as they were walking along their property, they happened upon a blackened area about 10 feet wide on their concrete driveway. The couple's son operated a concrete factory, and he believed temps in excess of 750 degrees were required to burn the pattern into the driveway. Mm. That is insane. Wait, what was it again? 750 degrees Fahrenheit. Fucking bro! That's hot. That is kind of hot. Well, it's not as hot as other things. Well, like 10, things. 10 feet wide. Good, good God. Yeah, no, it's sure. not as bright as things that are brighter, it's, he says. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> you, you get it. All right. Going back to my mother's childhood home, her and the cousin stood hand in hand as adults to walk through the he- threshold of the house that haunted them their entire lives mm. one last time. As my mother, cousin Tadpole, had began to ascend the stairs, cousin Gina, who was eight months pregnant at the time, said, y'all ain't leaving me down here alone. Mm. She wobbled herself up the stairs with a quickness matching their speed. Even though they all live separate lives now, that moment will forever live on in their memories. Room by room they went, reliving years past and experiences no one would understand but them. I shit in the corner over here. The house was empty but still held the smell of cigars, formaldehyde, asbestos in the walls, and a lingering cold they could not shake. A cold that you could feel in your bones. It's radon. The cousins worked their way up the decrepit house, finally getting to the room they spent so much time hiding in. As they stood at the balcony, they all looked across where the true horror house stood. They could see a stretch of people hanging from where the balcony of that old porch used to be. One for every hanging, like ornaments to a terror tree. As the screams of fright rang in the air and bounced between the walls of the old house, they descended the stairs much quicker than they had ascended. Shit screaming at them? No good. Gina, being the youngest, of course, could be heard cursing each individual in the worst ways for not picking her up and getting her the fuck out of there. Agreed. As she was waddling down the stairs cursing, Mom and... Tammy turned around and ran back. They both picked her up, each one grabbing a side and getting that pregnant bitch out of there. <laughs> Mom's words, not mine. <laughs> Funny. It should be said that Cousin Tadpole was gone, running down the street with his pants falling mm-hmm. and bald spot shining in the sun as his heart was pounding in fear of his childhood. That is what bald spots do. Our family home was one thing, but the house across the street was something else entirely. Mm. Having an energy all on its own, vibrating through the town like a beacon to that which is unholy. Hmm. The true story to the land on which this house is located is lost to time. But what we do know is countless innocent families had moved in and subsequently died or committed suicide of the most heinous atrocities to their very own loved ones before hanging themselves. Shit. Everyone knew this house, and my family even more so since we lived right across the street. The last person to own the property burned it to the ground. People came out of their homes and gathered to watch this stain on the natural world be erased for good. (laughs) Even the firefighters that showed up on this scene decided against putting the fire out. Burn, bitch, burn. (laughs) Still, to this day, there is nothing built on that piece of land. Hmm. 
My mother's currently writing a book about her experience in this house, but this is what I and my siblings grew up with. There's also a developer currently trying to develop that space into a 7-Eleven. So. Right, or a Starbucks. They don't give a shit about anything. 7-Eleven, Starbucks. This woman made me watch the, the movie It when I was five years old, and we sat in granddaddy's chair, scared as shit together. She would curl up in bed with us and read us spooky stories until we slept, and then she would sneak out, turn up the music, and dance across the house with all the lights off hmm. to some Alanis, a smidge of Snoop, and a little bit of Led Zepp for good measure. <laughs> My mother is a witch, through and through. But more importantly, she is a force of nature, and I'm so proud to be her first creation. Hell yeah. I truly hope you enjoyed this, these stories from my household, these stories that my siblings and I still stay up late talking about. Have a wonderfully spooky season. That was rad. That was rad. That was a good time in the Halloween season. Yes. Thank you, anonymous uh, submitter. Individual. Yeah. This was... This from the was South. We know if we can break well, it down. Well, from Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is great. So the Franklin Horror House, that was our first story. Awesome. Well, let us know what you guys think, and yeah. let's move on to the next one. Perfect. And now it's time for the second listener-submitted story. And let the second story begin. Yeah, this is our second story submitted by an anonymous member. Yes. This isn't actually a spooky story. Well, fuck me. But actual events that happened to me during my time as a volunteer in the fire service. Oh, shit. Our department had recently moved into our new station that was less than 10 years old at the time these events happened. The first event that happened was in my probationary period. We are required as volunteers to do 12-hour shifts at least once a month. I was working third shift at this time in my life, so when I did my shifts, everyone else would be asleep, and I was up all night playing Xbox. Nice. Being a young and dumb probie, I thought it would be a great idea to do my shift on Halloween because who wouldn't want to save the life of a sexy she-devil on Halloween? That's a good angle. Right? I I respect that. I wake up around 4 p.m. from working my full-time job the night before, and I wake up to cliche weather for Halloween. Cold, rainy, and windy. I get my station uniform and pack up my Xbox for an all-night gaming session while being ready to serve my community. Nice. Thank you for that, by the way. Badass. All night, the wind doesn't let up, and it's just howling. Not like I live in your community, but you know what I mean. About halfway through the night, I stopped to take a break from my game. I think it was Red Dead Redemption at the time. I'm fucking playing two right now because I'm (laughs) ten years behind things. RDR. Mm -hmm. I grab my cigarettes and head to the garage portion known as the Apparatus Bay where the trucks are stored in the station. Apparatus Bay. (laughs) And the only place where smoking is allowed in the station. That's a good space. After having a smoke or two and heading back to my game, I make a quick run to the soda machine before I head back upstairs. Is it a diet, Dr. Pepper? Before heading back upstairs, I had hit the bathroom. And to get there, you had to take a shortcut through the gear room where our protective gear is stored. Is this a spaceship? Is that what's going on? I know, it kind of sounds like it, huh? Mm -hmm. This room is approximately 20 feet in length, open on both ends. And about halfway through... As the wind is howling outside, clear as day, I hear, have a good night, in what I assume is a woman's voice over my left shoulder. At this time, we had no female volunteers on staff. That's not supposed to be going on. We wouldn't get one until three years after this incident. Shit. 
After I heard this voice, instant goosebumps and chills. This is a weird kind of foreshadowing for that employee that came three years later. Right. Just the pre-ghost. Pre-ghost. <laughs> That's all of us listening. We're all pre-ghosts. Icky. I went somewhere else with that, I guess. In my head. Sorry. That was, that was just funny. I'm taken away from the story. I'm, my bad. This couldn't be anyone that snuck in to play a prank on me being the new guy because all exterior doors can only be open by an electronic key fob. See, we were thinking that, but it's the key fob holder. He was fucking with you. Okay. The, the key fob was fucking with him. Is that what you're saying? It's the guy that in control of the key fob. Uh-huh. And when it's quiet in this building, you can hear these electronic locks unlock. Oh, fuck. That would be creepy as shit. I know, right? <laughs> the gear room... Oh! Oh, shit! I just pooped in my leg. <laughs> the gear room lockers are only wire mesh, and nobody could hide in any of these lockers. The next morning, on All Saints Day, which coincidentally is today... Happy anniversary of this story. Coincidentally, the other guys on duty had to be... They were talking about their station ghost stories from the old building. These included lights turning on and off. The soda machine went off by itself, but only dispensed Diet Sprite when it did this. Oh. I shared with them what had happened that Di- night. Wait, hold on. Diet Sprite must taste like shit. A Diet Sprite's awful. Like flavored lemony static it's dust awful. balls. There's a sweetness to it, but it's aspartame. aspartame. <laughs> not, it's not very good. I drink Diet Coke or Diet DDP. Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Do not like Diet Sprite. Diet Sprite. I've had it. I know I haven't. So okay. I'm not. I'm taken away from the story, but ew. I know. Well, that machine hated you. So That's the worst part of the story, I think. No, none of the Haunted pre. No, none of the pre ghosts like the Diet Sprite, but the ghosts did. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> ghost is like, I like things that taste like the TV screen if you lick it. <laughs> One of them old TV screens with the vacuum tube. Tastes like lemon static. <clears throat> it's like licking the commercial with the lemon lime flavored thing. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. It's, sticking your, it's like sticking your tongue to a battery while someone next to you thinks about it. <laughs> Lemons. <laughs> the essence of lemons being electrocuted through your neurons. <sighs> oh, that was a lemonish thing. All right. So Sorry. back to the Diet Sprite soda machine. Yes. I shared with them what had happened that night uh, when they were all asleep. After a short pause. Would you wake him up? <laughs> oh, I see. Never mind. After a short pause, the chief on duty only replied with, well, put that in the book of weird shit that happens around here. Send that to a <laughs> podcast, damn it. <laughs> Months later, I came to find out the station is built on 21 acres and was donated to the fire department to build their new station under an agreement that the people who owned it could stay in their home that is out front of the station as one of them had cancer and wanted to pass in peace in their home. Plus, they get their own fire department. That, well, the house is gone today. After many years of training, the next round of souls willing to risk it all for strangers. I can't help but wonder if the voice I had heard was that of the resident who lived there and felt so comfortable with us that they moved over to the station. Other things that have occurred are shadow people walking past doors or passing by one specific engine while I was performing equipment checks. Hmm. I believe this to be the spirit of a very dedicated volunteer who passed from accidental electrocution on his full-time job. And his soda of choice was what? Fucking nasty ass shit. Diet Sprite. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That la- I can't believe that lasted a season or two in the stores. 
Like somebody was like, give me all the Diet Sprite in the store, please. Did you catch that, though? Did you catch that ending? Did I miss what? A guy died of electrocution. He was a volunteer there. Right. His favorite soda was Diet Sprite. Yeah, that's why I'm going off on Diet Sprite, bro. Okay. It hit me. I think that was just creepy as fuck. I'll add a gin, gin, gin. Right there. I'm sorry if I ruined your story. No, you didn't ruin the story. I was just hoping you caught that. Cause I that... wasn't apologizing to you. I was apologizing <sighs> to them. To you. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. I know. I don't know if, it, if that had anything to do with it, but maybe. It'd be, well, you know, Diet Sprite, gross. Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with that. That's the yep. bane of a lot of taste buds. <laughs> A lot of people's mouths. Are you ready for the next story? I think so. Okay. I keep looking at you because we're cockeyed in our studio today. I keep turning my head. I don't know if I can even... Can you? All right. Ready for number three? Yes, we are. And now it's time for our third and final listener submitted story. Gina and Katrina were best friends since they were kids, and they equally loved all things spooky. Mm. They paid tribute to that in Gina's big brother, who always let them watch all the scary movies. I know those kind of folk. Every Halloween, they picked out the scariest costumes they could find and went to all the haunted houses and did all the spooky things. Because they're basically freebasing adrenaline. Good job. All right, here we go. <laughs> when the opportunity came along to work a security job at an alleged haunted, abandoned old wood mill built in 1908, they jumped on it. Hmm. The owner of the mill had plans to remodel and make it into apartments. So they needed security to just walk the building and surrounding property to make sure there were no trespassers once everyone was gone for the day during the work week and then on weekends. The first few weeks were non-eventful. Both women thought night shift would definitely bring the spooks, but no such luck. There were those moments where they thought they saw something out of the corner of the eye, but when they looked, there was nothing there. Small stuff like that. Mm They were definitely bummed there were no spooks. I need that adrenaline. But it was a good gig, so they kept up with it. Mm. A month into the job is when things got weird. Adrenaline. Loud bangs could be heard with no explanation. They started to find bits of food in strange places, like the toilets, mm. in the stairways. Have you ever had a toilet sandwich before? It's like not as good as you'd think it would be. Are you kidding me? And the, the, that's probably a that high bar gross okay sorry you ever just, drank toilet wine i'm trying to share things with people you know i'm trying to share my soul you ever drank toilet wine just shit on me with a toilet wine story <laughs> okay sorry what about toilet wine what the hell's going on in this in the, and they found weird food in the stairways when they were going to a different floor weird magazines piled on the floor by the bathroom naughty. or near the security office were they naughty ones I don't know. Doesn't say. Just imagine naughty ones. Okay. One would think no big deal as there was a construction crew during the days. Of course they were naughty ones then. Yeah, that makes sense. But the thing is, this would happen in the middle of the shift when no one else was there. And they had already been to these areas, so they knew these things were not there when they started. Often, other women would walk the building together, but sometimes they would go solo and be on different floors. One night when Gina was on the first floor, she heard what sounded like metal moving across the the floor above very fast. She radioed Katrina to see what the hell was going on. Katrina said she was about to radio Gina to ask the same question. There was a loud noise like something metal was being dragged down there. They both confirmed that there was nothing like that on either floor and no one else was there. Hmm. It was completely empty except for the two of them and the building was securely locked. A family of raccoon. The following weekend, they had a team meeting with the weekend crew and management. 
They asked if anyone else was having weird occurrences and found that others were also experiencing some of the same things the women were during the week. One of the men said they thought they saw a person when they went to investigate there was only it was a mannequin hmm. which is creepy on a whole other level he just assumed one of the construction guys had brought it to spook out his co-workers but he got tired of the magazines like i'm gonna bring my girlfriend <laughs> but at the end of the shift it was not where he had found it but on another floor I was making out with some other guy he, too, had confirmed with his partner that they were the only two people in the building, and his partner didn't move the creepy thing, so there was no way it should have moved. His partner might be full of shit, though. The okay. following Wednesday, when they were in the security office, they started to smell smoke, and they felt like they couldn't breathe. It was like smoke was filling their lungs, but there was no smoke in the office. Well, now we're talking about radon again. Mm-hmm. Neither girl smoked cigarettes, and there was no fire in the office. When they were able to catch their breath, they took a quick look around. They weren't afraid that there had been an actual fire, or they would have called 911 right away. Mm. And like they thought, there was no fire anywhere. Radon is like a uh, invisible fire. Well, they had... <laughs> I don't God know damn it. I'm really giving out false information. <laughs> shovel you're shovelcocking all over. I love whoever wrote this. I'm very sorry. Uh, the unexplained shovelcock. Mm. They had also done their research and learned a lot about the building before they applied for the jobs. There had been some deaths in the building over the years. One being a fire which killed 13 people. Damn. I wonder if that leaves right on. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't what know. I don't know you? about the world. Why are you the way you are because, as a person? Uh, you've met my mother. <sighs> you never met my dad, though. That, that would explain a lot of things. Too. Good God. Yeah, okay, last part of this story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Will there be more to tell after last night? <sighs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That was fun. Wasn't that fun? Let's talk about how fun that was on the other side of the thing. On the other side of this. Oh. And now it's time for the last part of the show. You know, the end part, yeah. But that was a fun journey through three storied minds. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it sounds like somewhat autobiographical for mm-hmm. those. So. Mm-hmm. These were, I find it interesting because these weren't made up stories. These were personal experiences of these listeners. Yeah, I like so that. So I love that. Me too. It's a little bit more than a goddamn legend that they heard at the bar at the bank. I don't right, know, the, but the I mean, these are actual personal experiences. The mill, the abandoned mill, mm-hmm. uh, creepy as fuck. The last one, yeah. Could you imagine? Okay, okay just imagine doing your rounds uh, as a security person mm-hmm. and thinking there's somebody standing in the corner and being brave enough to go look because you're security. You're supposed to. And you find out that it's a mannequin. Yeah, seeing that it's physical, the closer and closer you right. get, you're like, that's not an apparition. Exactly, not a that is a thing. And then you get there, and it, it becomes a mannequin, right? It's yeah. not living. Oh, but how, of fun. course, there's relief, yeah. but the creep factor, factor Dude, of yeah. why is there a fucking mannequin no looking shit. at me? They are connected to the magazines. Yikes. It was just up in the, you know, stroking it. Oh, regime. My God. Regiment. Okay, and then to have that mannequin end up on a different floor, and you're the only two people there. I mean, somebody might have saw that and been like, oh, I'll fucking use it now. Finders keepers. So they weren't the only people there then. Is that what you're saying? I mean, raccoons have thumbs. You really think raccoons (laughs) are going to strap a mannequin (laughs) to their back and move it to a different floor? Maybe it was their house. I don't know. I'm thinking of maybe the wrong way. Okay, I'm probably not right. I like that story. That that is creepy to that, think of yeah. those kind of things. Weird. Yeah. I'm just 
weird shit. That would that would creep me out. Every story has a piece of it that could be radon. Uh, it does. Some of these are like it's not radon. Old or asbestos? I don't know what that does. That's not good for you. Mesothelioma, mesothelioma, M- mesothelioma. Meso- that shit. Yeah. All the omias of the mesos. <laughs> none of that shit's okay, and it probably see, makes ghosts happen. Oh my god. All right. In the middle story. Mm-hmm. Oh, the fire department with the diet sprite. Yeah. Yeah, and the woman's voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Audible things are are a trip. Yeah. Because there's kinds of auditory hallucinations that happen mm-hmm. if you get really tired. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of different circumstances that you can put yourself in to, ha- to hear things. Mm-hmm. But that's not cool, no matter what it is. Because I mean, you hear things in your dreams and shit, right? Mm-hmm. You, or you think you do. Right. And that's uh, not okay. Because then you're like, oh, I'm fucking crazy. I'm either crazy or I'm getting haunted or there's a person that's going to come stab me. Or right. That was saying... And all essentially all three of those circumstances are not ideal. Right. So when you have an auditory experience, it's not ideal. It's not good. You Mm want to you want to identify it visually Mm -hmm. as soon as you hear it. But it could have been like just some nice lady Mm -hmm. who was like delivering a package or was just in the neighborhood and they saw you and they'd had this experience in your in that area in the building. They're like, oh wow, and maybe they were like thinking, oh, I'm on camera or I'm on. Uh Somebody saw me in the window. Bye, have a nice night. Um, doesn't it seem to me that it would be really strange to break into a locked fire department silently mm. with locks that make a lot of noise to tell the fire volunteer fire person to have a nice night in the middle of the night. I feel like... Maybe Don't you if, think that's weird? W- will they drive an Uber, maybe? <laughs> yeah, that is... You're weird. reaching. I, I, you're I reaching. reached as far as I could. Yeah, you're reaching. Okay. And then our first story. Fucking... Yeah. That was Georgia. Yeah, haunted as shit. Mm-hmm. A haunted house, and that was like the family lineage and the house mm-hmm. lineage kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That was cool. It's like the whole family had these experiences. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's why it's hard to discount any of these things. You know, I say radon, and I mm-hmm. say all that, and I've said this before, mm-hmm. but there's just so many people that have so many different kinds of experiences where you mm-hmm. just want to investigate them all, put them in a bucket, mm-hmm. and figure out what the buckets mean. Right. And that's kind of what all of these ghost stories are throughout all time I find them I find them fascinating because I've had a plethora of my own experiences Mm -hmm. um, countless basically right Right. and the whole planet is haunted yeah yeah. your your meat is haunted you're a haunted meat haunted meat suit living in an explosion I'm a haunted meat mech yeah (laughs) living inside an explosion it's nice Uh, it can be warm well it can also be cold I wanted to share um, my experience here Oh, when we and this story, the first story, the running up the stairs thing, mm. um, when we first moved into this house, the uh, experiences that I had started from essentially the morning we got here at 4 a.m., slept on the floor, moved into the house. We were on the floor in sleeping bags and shit, probably saturated in radon. And uh, I guess it was about eight. So four hours after being in this house, I woke up and I opened my eyes to uh, a woman standing in the doorway for a split second. Are you guys open? Creeped me out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I got over it really quickly because I realized it wasn't actually a woman. And then my experiences just continued. So essentially, it Mm is, uh, we officially live in a haunted house. We've been here almost 10 years. I mean, if if the whole world is haunted, Mm -hmm. a Baba Yaga house is going to have just a little bit more. Right. It's it's like a train station for the the haunted folk. They come by like, hey. Hey. 
Just wanted to see the the chicken feet of your house. Absolutely. Um, but go fuck with that guy now. The basement was always the most difficult for me. Yeah. And I didn't uh, for what eight years of being here, seven and a half, eight years of being here. I spent very little time in the basement. Right. That was your space. That's where you spent most of your time. Mm-hmm. And then I moved a bunch of business stuff down there and expanded MRB and all kinds of stuff. The thing is, when for eight years, every time I went to the basement, I had that feeling of being chased up the stairs. Right, radon exposure. I had the feeling of not being accepted down there. Hmm. I I, I wasn't comfortable. I didn't feel like I should be down there. I guess I must like radon. You must, because Hmm. you didn't... I mean, you had experiences down there, too. Mm -hmm. But, so... I got that and uh, the feeling of running up the stairs right. literally like you, you you're so creeped out you're almost like yeah, running yeah. up the stairs like oh shit so when I moved my stuff down there it immediately started again just a couple days down there I was coming upstairs and it happened day or night it didn't matter it was always that way it didn't matter if it was light or dark and so after a few days of being down there, finally I addressed the elephant in the room, knowing that there was somebody down there that I, for eight years, hadn't developed a relationship with, unlike the other two that are on the main floor in the upstairs. Mm. And so I... Sp- we're infested. We are. We yeah. have a lot of them. Um, they're welcome here because they were here when we moved in. Whole and planet's they, on it, baby. They have no issues. They're great roommates, mm-hmm. I think. Anyways. They want your meat, though. They're like... I want in that, but I don't think they know how. No, they no, they don't. I don't know what they want. None of them do. Well, it's weird because it's like you're down there working, do to do, putting together something, and then uh-huh. just standing right next to you, like, "What you doing?" Yeah, that's exactly what's going I'm on. I'm bored. I can't touch my own dick because it goes right through my dick. My hand <laughs> goes through my dick. What can we talk to me? What are you doing? Well, the individual down there, I've just randomly named Paul nice. because that's the name that popped into my head. So I call him Paul. Tight. Paul and I have an agreement. As long as I provide a, a gift once a month, once every two months or so, somewhere turkey in there. Turkey turkey leg. No, it was fresh flowers is what oh. I was wanted fresh flowers. So For I would me, I did I'd bring flowers down there, made sure there was plants and stuff. Nice. That was the agreement we had, that there would be no issues. Right. That, and as long as I was done Get and the f- out of there between okay. 10 and 11 p.m., Every night. That's a nice grace period And of I think that was, you know, you can go down there, because I would go down there between 6 and 7, and then between 10 and 11, wrap it up and leave him alone. Hmm. And that was the agreement that we had. There have been several instances where I've lost track of time, and I'm working away, everything is great, listening to a podcast or not, listening Get to music. Out. And then all of a sudden, I'm typing on my computer, and then there's this weird... <laughs> There's this weird cold movement of air, and I'm instantly acutely aware of my surroundings. It's almost like my hearing changes, too. That, that sounds like right on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I got goosebumps, and I got the heebie-jeebies. So as I'm sitting there... heebie <clears throat> technical term for radon exposure, actually. That's where that comes from. So as I'm... find s- the documentation on that. As I'm sitting there typing, it's an inst... I went from being completely comfortable and absorbed in what I was doing to becoming immediately acutely aware of my surroundings and creeped out. Hmm. So that's when, and it happens if I stay down there too late. It, it's consistent. Right. 
unless I make an agreement and we we agree beforehand, which you were part of. That Chicken was bones, it yeah. was funny. No, it was peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's right. <laughs> Gotta have a snack during the uh, the Garmac thing. But anyways, so that's, if how, I, you, that's how you tame a uh, Bobby Yaga house. No, that's how you tame Paul in the basement. Okay. So What's I the, get like, to the point where I just speak out loud. I was like, I am sorry, I'm going. I'm sorry. <laughs> but as long as I say good morning and I say good night and I'm respectful of that time frame, I can come up here and work. I don't have to be in the basement. Right. So, but you know, a normal person's like, oh, I've been working since 7 a.m. and it's 11. Maybe I should go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm that's not. That's not how you do that. Well, so shit. anyways, that's that story. And that's our spooky <clears throat> stories for the day. Yeah, it is. Okay. Happy, well, happy All Saints Day, but happy, happy, yes, happy uh, belated Halloween, Yeah, I guess I should say. It would have been nice if this show could have landed on Halloween, but yeah. alas. But then we wouldn't have got your stories in. Right, right. it ended yesterday. So, dear listeners, uh, write in at info at scatcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, title it Spooky Stories Dipshit Files or something of that sort. Let us know what you think. Yeah. I want to hear. Absolutely. Did you have fun? Yeah. I had fun. Thank you guys for sending them in. And yeah. Thank you to PJ and Paul and mm-hmm. for doing the judging on that. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you can judge all you want, but it's not official, I guess, because we've got the some of the trusted turd herders. Yeah, there. they're doing the official uh, judging. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all subjective. Mm-hmm. It's uh, stories are stories. Somebody might like a fire department more than they like a haunted house, more than they like, you know, a mill. Yeah. And it's just, you it's, never know. Who knows? Right. Right. But thank you guys for doing all of the stuff that you guys did yes, for Zachtober. Uh, it warmed our hearts and, and it made me sick of my face. That's for damn sure. Oh, and yeah. all the gifts. Thank you oh, so man. much. The the paintings. Yeah. At our Halloween show, we had a lot of fun mm-hmm. with a lot of Battle Scats. And mm-hmm. it was so cool. Not just in the room with us playing the show, but also online mm-hmm. and through some phone calls. Beautiful, beautiful handmade jars. Oh, man, those gifts. Yeah. It's very thoughtful. A Zippo folk. lighter. <laughs> it's just uh, so many things. So so much. Very cool. It's fun yes. to be in the shitbox. Yes. There's all sorts of stuff going it's on. It's fun. All these creative ways. There's there was a coloring contest, mm-hmm. this story contest, a pumpkin carving contest. Yep. And Paul, one of the judges, the pumpkin co- that he did for fun, not mm-hmm. to for the contest, was this really cool logo of Skitscats. Oh, nice. My goofy face. Oh, wow. Way, way too much of my face in Zachtober. <laughs> Are you sick of your own face? I'm sick right of now? my own face. If you guys like this show and, and the network, patreon.com, you know how to do Patreon. Mm-hmm. You can find it with Scatcast. Uh, thank you to our trusted turd triad yes. of Don, Chris, and Bodie. Mm-hmm. We appreciate th- those three for all the things they do. Mm-hmm. Our trusted turd army of herders. Yes. So wonderful. PJ and Minnie doing our, our Reddit. The subreddit, yeah. Subreddit. I always just want to say they run. I know. I say Reddit. They just run they're, Reddit. They're running the Reddit. PJ and Minnie, the CEOs of Reddit. Mm-hmm. We appreciate them <laughs> being involved in what we do. And we appreciate so many people that yeah. it's really crazy how many groups there are how many I mean there's if you're a musician there's a group if you like games there's a group if you're a crafter there's a group mm-hmm. if you want to sell crack on the internet no not that one but if you want to talk about your Garmac if you want right. to talk about Christmas mm-hmm. there's also groups for if you if you need a hug virtually from, right. from really smart nice there's people there's a photography group yes just so much and they're all run by different wonderful human beings mm-hmm. that we're trying to get a nickname for all of you people all mm-hmm. of you wonderful humans yeah. they're all battle scouts as far as I'm concerned and that's been awesome But as always, we'll talk at you in the future. And it'll seem like the present. Happy All Saints Day, little scat popes. Happy Day of the Dead.
dipshit file. Bing bong poo. Ghost poo. <laughs> Which is a fart.